Hello and welcome to the Top Order podcast as we pass the halfway mark of the World Cup. South Africa, Bangladesh and Mumbai. Is Heinrich Klassen the greatest finisher of all time? Why is Quentin de Kock about to retire from ODIs? And the question everyone's been waiting for, Raj. Have South Africa done enough to convince you that they are the real deal? All that and more coming up right after this. Raj, massive South Africa win. They're up to second on the table now. A hiccup against Netherlands, but they crushed Sri Lanka. They crushed Australia. They demoralised England, and now they've dealt to Bangladesh. The question everyone's been waiting for. Are you entertained? Am I entertained? I am entertained. Um, have I changed my perspective on, on South Africa? Look, it's something that's evolving. Uh, it hasn't evolved fully. <laughs> I, I'll wait until after Sunday morning in the Rugby World Cup final before I start saying positive things about South Africa's sporting <laughs> teams. Uh, but um, look, they completely dominated Bangladesh here and they showed why they, they are a force in this side if they get to that top four which are, you know all signs are pointing to that they will they will be a hurdle for somebody to overcome in the semi-finals and then possibly the final there's a bit of a slow start for them though uh, and if, you know if we look back to the batting innings they won the toss decided to bat first it's been uh, sort of a feature of everyone even though they see a flat pitch they decide to to bat second and chase but South Africa seem to like to set targets but you know a couple of early wickets 36 or 25 for zero turned to, to 32 for 36 for two, I should say. And suddenly you're thinking, gee, South Africa stumbled against Netherlands. They stumbled, you know, could they stumble again here against Bangladesh? But, you know, they just build a partnership and Quentin de Kock, I mean, maybe, maybe that's the place to start. He looked very, very impressive right from the beginning and then just carried it on all the way through. Yeah, look, he he looked he looked incredible. There was a great question at the start of the pod. Why is he retiring from uh, one day cricket? I don't know. He looked completely at ease. It was a massive score, and he looked like he actually had more in the tank. I don't know if you saw when he got out. He was extremely disappointed. Mm. I think that he was um, eyeing up a, a double century there. He looked um, he 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 was immense throughout the whole innings. Um, just going back to that that little bit of a stuttering start from South Africa. Yes, they did. You would have loved, I'm sure, when um, Rusty van der Dussen was hit in front of the pad. The old laughing appeal from Bushpicker ahead <laughs> from behind the stumps. It was it was a uh, it was they were what, thirty odd for two after ten. It was looking like they were um, in a bit of trouble. But uh, De Kock and Aiden Markram, incredible uh, partnership to get them back in the running and then set that platform which we've talked about throughout this whole tournament um, of getting to that around 150, 180 at 30 overs and then just being able to accelerate towards the end. Yeah, Quentin de Kock, he's got 300s now in this World Cup. He, you know, his five scores before then were 84 not out, 27, 45, 82 and 45 as well. I mean, I think I said it in an earlier episode, I, I feel like he'll retire and then in four years time if he's still playing and, and feels like uh, I, I wouldn't mind giving this another crack then you know it wouldn't surprise me at all if he says you know I'm still ready to go around I don't actually know how old he is but I mean he's gonna he's gonna go t20 cricket full-on now and and I'm sure get huge money and, and enjoy his lifestyle for the next couple of years at least and but you know as you say he's an immense form he, he scored his hundred off 101 balls and then I think scored 70 off his next 39 deliveries he just sort of hit go once he got that 100 mark and as you say he got out in the 46th over so yeah I'm sure he was looking at double 100 and and Mm. plenty of runs to go there 
maybe a word for Aiden Markram because I think that you said that um, you talked about platforms and mm-hmm. yeah, it was a bit shaky there. And I think Markram's done that. We, we've talked a lot about the power of South Africa's batting in this World Cup, but Markram's kind of been the, the steadying influence, you know, for this for this group of batters for South Africa that's kind of led them. And I think, you know, when you look at the scorecard, his 60 off 69 deliveries might go a bit unnoticed, but I think it was pretty crucial to the way they built that innings. Uh, yeah, definitely. The, uh, just going back to um, Quinton de Kock, he's 31 early next year, so plenty of time for him to make another World Cup or two. Um, and Markram, look, he, he his innings was almost as important as Quinton de Kock. You don't want to expose that lower order. You know, I'm being maybe a little bit flippant saying that Klassen's part of the lower order, but uh, you don't want to expose him to the latter part of the innings uh, and, uh, you know, let him do what he does best. But Mark Markram, he, he did what needed to be done in that situation against the spinners, just push the ball around, hit a boundary when required, make sure that they're just ticking along at that six six runs and over, made a lot easier with um, uh, the, the, the legend Quinton de Kock at the other end, just smoking it everywhere. But um, it was an incredibly important partnership and allowed what we saw at the end there, which we'll talk about shortly, um, to happen. What did you make of the the closing? And I guess when I'm looking at uh, the South African finishes there, Klaassen and Miller, uh, it makes me a bit jealous when, you know, that's something that New Zealand might be missing right now. Um, we have the artillery for it, but we haven't quite fired. Uh, what did you make of the close? Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, absolutely, on, on, on all those fronts. I mean... I said, you know, is Heinrich Klassen the greatest finisher of all time in the opener? And I mean, that's that's a bit tongue in cheek, but I mean, he's 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 been immense. And I mean, you know, to get ninety off forty nine balls, he had eight sixes, following up his hundred and nine off sixty nine or sixty seven balls against England. You know, he scored one hundred and seventy off eighty odd balls against Australia before the tournament. I ran, you know, ran some numbers before in September. 2021 since then so that's two years ago now he's played 25 ODIs scored basically 1100 runs at over 50 with a strike rate of 135 and then you you trim it back to just this year at 16 games 800 plus runs at 58 and a strike rate of 151 I mean it's the stats are now starting to to build up and build up that this resume that he's putting together is is so impressive and I mean you know, some of the shots he played, he's just got so much power that, that there was one off Shurifal that I just loved. I, I see you want to jump in. Just, yeah, go get, you know, jump off the back fence about some of those shots because they were, they were great to watch. The raw power of that, that <clears throat> Markram, Klaassen, Miller trio is just uh, something to really behold. And if you haven't seen the highlights of that game, you should go back and watch this game. Uh, just, just that raw power is... It's just quite scary because there's if they execute, there's nothing you can do about it, right? Yeah. Bangladesh, they 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 bowled okay in that closing, but they just bowled too many in the slot. Um, they did try a lot of change ups with their with their pace and bowling a few cutters, but often that would just have Miller sitting on the back foot and then pumping it over square leg or, or cow corner. And it's just if they execute, there's nothing you can do. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what. You know the likes of India and New Zealand when they play South Africa do for this uh, for this lower order, and it, it may be that there's nothing you can do for this lower order with that power. You need to just get them into the innings early. You can't have them coming in with 25, 30 overs or 25, 20 overs to go uh, because they're just going to explode and it'll be hard to stop them. Yeah, well, I think they scored, you know, scored two hundred and 
20 or something off that last 20. Mm. As you said, scored 144 or whatever it was off the last 10. Yeah, you you just got to get them in early. You've got to take wickets and, and put them under pressure. And I think you mentioned it, didn't you, that South Africa has, they like to set targets. They like to go out there, I guess, maybe when that pressure isn't on as much, you know, go out and set a score. And in, I mean, India, India's shown in this World Cup, they like to chase. So potentially that's that's going to be the, the, the measuring stick for them. And, and, you know, South Africa's got Pakistan next, who are obviously struggling a little bit, but their bowlers tend to to be okay at the death. So it'll be interesting. And the key actually is, and this is what South Africa is doing a little bit differently to a lot of teams, or India hasn't have to, had to do this yet. In the last 20, you said they scored 220 off, off 20. They scored 140 off 10. They scored 70-odd off 5. You know, it's, it's a sustained yeah. barrage of pressure. It's not like they've just come in and scored a, a massive amount of runs in a short period of time. They've gone 20 overs and scored a, a massive 20, 20 score um, as part of their 50-over yeah. score. So, uh, yeah, very hard to score runs, uh, very hard to contain in that last sort of third of the innings. Uh, they're going to, yeah, I mean, you know, as you say, that they've just got something that a lot of these teams don't seem to have, and that's, yeah, that, that finishing power. You know, I guess if we look through the other lineups, I, you know, I, I don't know that I see it anywhere else. It's certainly not to this degree. There are players that can go out and do it. I mean, you know, Glenn Phillips is someone we'd hoped was going to do that for New Zealand. He hasn't quite fired, and I think that's been mainly, uh, he hasn't been able to get going for um, in his innings. He seemed to struggle to rotate the strike, but and then, you know, obviously played a, a nice innings in, against Afghanistan when he had a bit more time to build. But, yeah, the, the South African team, they, I mean, you know, I, don't, I don't know how much more praise we can we can really give to their mm. batters. They they are just absolutely flying, and they've got Pakistan next. And, um, you know, if they the, we've got Pakistan next for them. There's in, Australia, New Zealand, and uh, India, England. This World Cup could look very, very. Uh, these semi-final spots could could look very, very uh, decided almost after those three games. You know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I mm-hmm. guess before we look too far ahead, we should probably talk a little bit about South Africa's bowling and, and Bangladesh's batting. I mean, the game was pretty much all all done and dusted. South Africa got thirty, or Bangladesh got off to thirty off no, for not enough off six and. You know, going okay, but then Janssen gets two and two, Williams gets one, it's 30 for three, 80 for six, and, and the game is just over after that, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I felt like the game was over once Shakib, once that Shakib Mushfika Rahim partnership was. Um was broken chasing 380 uh you need those two to contribute heavily mm. uh and once uh shakib al hassan was dismissed uh, i think it was 33 for 31 or 31 for 3 yeah. at that stage after seven overs i was um i was sort of getting the red pen out and and, and giving this one to, to the south africans what did you make of the um, the bowling performance from South Africa? Shared the wickets around once again. I know you must be a massive fan. We haven't talked about this of, of Gerald Kutsia and his um, bandana that he likes to wear, his headband. Um, what did you make of the bowlers? Yeah, there were a few nice things. I, I liked even at the start of Bangladesh's innings when Shorafal got that first wicket of, of Hendricks. He did a little dance. So yep. yeah, there was there was a few nice things. As you said, the, the, the laughing appeal. We had a, a few nice, you know, even though it was a, a tough day out for some of the bowlers, we had a few nice nice moments we could celebrate. But yeah, I mean, South Africa looked just just clinical in, in the way that they, I guess, clinical at the start to, to pick up those wickets. And then, you know, in a way it was a bit of a, they might look back and think, 
gee, we probably should have knocked them over a bit sooner if they're going to be really, really critical uh, about their performance. But, you know, when you've got a huge score on the board, and, and I think full credit to, to Mamadoula, who uh, has, has batted reasonably well in this tournament, scored a 100 here as well, 100 off, 111 off 111, I think, in the end. And, I mean, questions might be asked. I mean, you, I think you asked it in the last time we talked about Bangladesh. I mean, I don't, I don't know what they're doing with, with their order. I, I know mm-hmm. that they've got Tanzid, who they really like, up the top. Lytton Das as well, who they rate. Shanto's really struggled so far since since a nice 50 to start the tournament. He's he's hasn't got into double figures since then. But, yeah, Mushfika, Shakib, Mamadullah, you almost feel like I mean, they're at four, five, six in this order, which is, you know, it's not exactly low down, but you almost feel like now someone like Mamadoula should just go to three and, and, you know, make the three, four, five, those, those three experienced players that, you know, can have done it before and been there for Bangladesh. Cause I mean, their tournament's just about over, I think. Yeah. And, and, and when I read the, the match tournament, I'm uh, sorry, the ma- the match report, uh, it said that Mamadoula wasn't actually initially selected in the, in the, in the world cup squad, which is another yeah. interesting thing when you, you know, pair that with the Tamamigbal sort of, uh, controversy, maybe there needs to be a little bit of a, a look at what, what's happening with the selection and selection policies, uh, with Bangladesh at the moment, because at the moment they're fighting for, you know, seventh and eighth spot rather than fourth spot, which is not where you want to be in this this World Cup. Um, I, I I definitely think that they need to rethink what they're going to do, and now's the time to sort of go in a different direction. They might as well have a have a look at what else they can do uh, going through this World Cup because uh, what is it the doing the doing the same thing over and over again, and expecting something different happens? The height of in, insanity is that the quote? Something like that. Something like that. Um, and I do need to make a. Uh, I would apology to to Shanto and, and his family since I uh, put some praise on him. Uh, he's had some kind of curse on him and he's struggling since I gave him that praise. But um, we know he's a good batter and I'm sure he will bounce back and, and, and be good for Bangladesh going forward. Yeah, it's all well and good, isn't it, to, to sort of back up or, you know, to, to trust your young players and, and you know, hope them hope that they perform. And, and I think there was a – we got a bit of stick, I think, on, on our socials for – um, calling Bangladesh, a, I mean, a, a boring side and potentially a side that that aren't going to. to <laughs> did we do, did we get a did we or, get a bit of stick? Or? It might have been me that, that <laughs> said that and uh, and uh, and copped a little bit for and and look, they do have some young talent. It's it's but it's just not they're not just not mm-hmm. delivering at this stage. And you know, I think that look, they have played at a, a few good sides and and they haven't really put their best foot forward. And and yeah, I don't know. There's always seems to be different controversies with their selection or, or things in the last couple of years with, with Shakib, the way he's sort of, um, you know, met, dealt with himself on and off the field at, at various times as well. So yeah, it's, it's been challenging, but I, I think they would certainly have hoped that they could put a better performance so far in this world cup. I think that Shakib mentioned after the game that, you know, they're still not out of it. And, and mm. in a way that, you know, results go different ways this weekend and, and, you know, I think five wins can still get you there and, and they can still mathematically get there. But yeah, the way they're playing it, it looks like their World Cup is is all but done. Before we look quickly ahead to the next couple of days in the World Cup, is there anything else you want to add from this game? Any any more praise we can throw towards the that South African batting lineup? Uh, I guess probably the 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 biggest praise that I could give South Africa is that they're starting to change my mind. They need to keep going, but uh, they're starting to change my mind, and that's a great, great amount of praise that I could heap upon them. 
Fair enough. Well, maybe if they, they've got a short turnaround now, maybe if they can destroy Pakistan again on Friday night, then uh, you'll be you'll be fully on board the South Africa bandwagon. Australia, Netherlands tonight. Netherlands have, have proved that they uh, can really fight in this tournament. They've, they've obviously beaten South Africa, who we've just talked about flying high. They've put some pressure on Sri Lanka the other day. And they've put some. I think they've equipped themselves really well in, in all of their games so far. Anything you're expecting, or I suppose let's let's frame it from an Australian point of view, because I mean, you know, as I said, credit to Netherlands of the way they've been fighting. But I think Australia is the side that now all of us are starting to look ahead to, particularly here in New Zealand. We've got them again at the weekend, and they're a side that. You know, early on, we're copping a lot of criticism. The last couple of games, they've they've won, and now suddenly everyone's going, "Oh, gee, maybe it's what is it, ninety nine all over again?" Where they sort mm. of limp into the semifinals and kind of hit some form and and really get on a roll. And and you know, they're a side that it always everyone uh, feels like they're going to be challenging for for World Cup titles. What are you looking for from them against the Netherlands tonight? Yeah, look, with it, with this, uh, we've talked all the way through the tournament about how important net run rate is, uh, and it is important, but at the moment for Australia, and you know, where, where Pakistan are, where England are, Australia just needs to win. Uh, they need to go out there and execute better than their opponents, uh, the Netherlands, uh, and I would expect them to, to do that. Um, I want to see a little bit of uh, addressing of the the middle order. I'd like to see them score a little, score a little bit, and I'd like to see the bowlers go out there with some fire and take some wickets at the top of the innings, uh, just like they did against India when they played them in that uh, one of the early matches. Um, there, so that's what I'm looking for from Australia. We know that their top order have been going all right, middle order have been struggling, and and, and bowlers need to execute um, their plans a little bit better. But net run rate almost at the moment out the window, out of the thinking. Uh, just win win games, and you actually probably get there if you're Australia if you just win games from here. Yeah, I think I think you're spot on. Um, I will say I would not like to see any of that stuff happen. I would like to see <laughs> Netherlands. Uh, <laughs> Netherlands uh, put them to the sword and uh, and them go into this New Zealand game really, really hurting. But uh, yeah, I think you're spot on and that Australia just, it's sort of in Australia's hands now. They they put the runs on the board, win these games and, and they're back in this, in this tournament, good and proper. I think it's probably a good place to leave it unless you, you've got anything else to say. Yeah, just just one more thing. I imagine if we we're playing those, you know, pick the order kind of kind of things that a lot of those um, agencies put on. Who would have picked this sort of bottom five um, after pretty much halfway through the tournament with mm. Bangladesh at ten, England at nine, Sri Lanka at eight, and then Netherlands at seven and Afghanistan at six? What an incredible tournament it has been uh, for those those teams and for Sri Lanka, England, and Bangladesh. There's some real sort of uh, embarrassment to kind of avoid here. They need to start winning some games and make sure that they beat the teams that they should beat over the next half of the tournament. Otherwise, we could see something something really special. I mean, we talked a lot about the before the tournament. What is a good tournament for the Afghanistan and Netherlands? We didn't talk about what is an absolute um, disaster for the likes of Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, and England. And at the moment, they're on course for that. Yeah, absolutely. Right with Afghanistan, they're right in the hunt now. If they, you know, I think they've got Sri Lanka and the Netherlands to come, and and then they've got Australia and South Africa. So look, they they are yeah. I wasn't on yesterday's episode, but they're right in the hunt now after after that win, and and I think they'd be backing themselves to get at least four wins, and then you've just got a 
a shot to try and get one more and, and get yourselves in this this semi final spot. And and England, their, look, their tournament they've got England uh, against Sri Lanka and then against India, and and their tournament could be over after those two games, if not you know if not after after the first one against Sri Lanka. So, yeah, it's uh, it, as you say, very very surprising to see a couple of those sides so low down. It can swing swing pretty quickly, uh, and we'll. we'll see what happens over the next couple of days. But as, as the Top Order podcast, we'll be here to bring you all of that action. Thank you very much for all your comments and uh, and kind words on, on social media lately, YouTube channel. We're getting a lot of really positive feedback and, and a lot of new subscribers and and uh, all, all this interaction. It really, really helps us. So continue to please do that. And we'll be back again tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your day and, and uh, we'll see you again very, very soon. 